Hello and welcome to There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I'm your host, Andrew Waterhouse, and in this episode we're looking at the things that will make you hate your time at summer camp. So come on into our tent and I'll spill the beans. Greetings everyone, hello and welcome to There's No Place Like Summer Camp. We're back for another episode on a Tuesday and in this episode it's one that perhaps some of you think, oh I didn't realise there were actually any bad moments at summer camp and for anyone that has, has actually been there, you know full well that there will be times where you feel like shit. And this is what this podcast episode is all about. So we're going to be looking at the things that's going to make you really regret perhaps taking that leap of faith into the unknown and into a summer camp. And we have a pretty long list today. So let's begin with our first one, which is services. So I guess this one particularly applies to those that have applied to a summer camp that is religious especially ones where you're not that religion you're going to be trying to get yourself into a culture where you have no idea what the hell you are on about and it's perhaps a bit excessive to say this is something you're going to hate but I remember when I first went to a summer camp and that feeling that you get when you first experience a service that you have no interest in you have no idea what language they're speaking it's really daunting and you're like oh my god what have I put myself in for here I'm going to be doing this for the next few months and I guess that's something that you just have to kind of get used to but it's definitely going to be one of those things that at first you're going to really hate it because you're in a situation that you're you know you're not you have no experience within and you can't click with it at all so I think that's going to be the first one where you're just going to be like yeah what the hell am I doing here However, if you are a part of that religion, you might perhaps enjoy it. So let's move on to the second one. So the next time that you're going to hate something at camp and you'll become really sick of it is when something big happens. And this is particularly within the summer camp bubble. So this can include things like someone being fired from camp. Perhaps it's your best friend. Perhaps it's someone that you were quite close to. It could even be some sort of other drama. Not particularly, it doesn't always have to be a firing, but it can be some sort of drama. Because if you've, like me, have ever watched an episode of Big Brother or any reality TV series, you know full well that things can be a bit exaggerated in the heat of the moment, especially when you're living in confined space. And the summer camp bubble is no different because everyone lives under the bubble. You can't really go in or out of the bubble. And you see these people every day, morning, noon and night. And that has its... Uh, incredible highs which also means it can have the lows as well so when you see someone do get fired it can really like take the wind out of your sails and I guess that's something that you're not going to be really used to because you live in the normal world where that comes and goes anyway but at summer camp you're really making friends of a lifetime and when one of them gets fired oh it hurts And that leads me on to the next thing where you'll be sick of summer camp and this is going to be camp politics and that's really a big part of summer camp is how the leadership interacts with the staff, how the staff interact with the kids, how the leadership interact with the kids, how the parents play into it all. 
all the specialists, all the uh, counsellors, they all have their integral part of camp and how they all balance out and who gets on with who because no one's going to get on with everyone. No one's going to, you know, there's not going to be no arguments and camp really have to, like, be in a political mind where they always have to put the campers first and that can have some consequences on morale. Um, Say, for instance, if there's a spare seat on the bus or a spare few seats for staff to go on a trip out of camp, camp might prefer that those staff stay at camp to prepare further activities for when the campers return for the next day, perhaps. And that can really have an effect on morale because you're like, oh, I've always wanted to go to Universal Studios and going with camp and all my friends would be really cool and... Just being denied that opportunity just because camp think it'll be better to set up activities for the next day. You're just sometimes sat there and you're scratching your head uh, like, why? Why would you prefer us to do that? We have plenty of time to set up these activities when we return kind of thing. But you have to remember that this is a a job, so to speak. And I use that in really loose terms because it's not particularly like any other job you'll ever do. But at the end of the day, it is still a job. It is still a voluntary position. And you do have to put the kids first. And sometimes you just have to grit grin your... What's the word? Grit your teeth and bear it. Is that the word? Do you grit your teeth? I don't think that's the right word. Grimace? I don't know. You have to... You just have to bite your tongue, I guess. Because you'll be given loads of opportunities to do, like, once-in-a-lifetime things. Like, I remember I went to... um is it five flags six six flags six flags uh water park and i had the t- absolute time of my life but later on in camp i wasn't able to go say white water rafting because there wasn't enough spaces and we had to go and set up a camp so you have to like take the highs with the lows and that kind of ties in with the politics as well so make sure you're prepared for all of those things and this one really ties in with the fallouts and drama that's bound to happen at every summer camp perhaps not particularly with you but it might be with a close friend of yours they might not click with everyone there or you might not click with a particular person you might not click with your co and there's going to be fallouts there's going to be drama there'll be times where uh say in my instance there was a time when we had intercession lined up which at least in our camp was the time between the sessions where we have a couple of days off to ourselves and we could prepare things and I remember, for example, that um, people went out and arranged things to do during this time and not included particular people, me being one of those people. Still better to this day, I'm joking, I'm not. It caused a lot of drama because it meant like half of the staff had a plan and were really excited for it and then half weren't because they didn't have a plan and you're just like, oh, you've just left out all of us just to go and plan your own thing away. So it kind of like created an instant divide of the haves and the have-nots. Whereas before camp, it was kind of simmering and then it came up to a boiling point and you're just like, wow, okay, cheers guys. Thanks for cutting all of us out. So I guess you can kind of prepare for that as well. But again, there's not much, not many things you can actually prepare for at camp. It's just giving you a bit of a heads up that this is the kind of thing that you will expect during the times that you'll get sick at camp. The next thing is particularly for those people that are totally new to camp, and especially those that are going to be going over there to teach something. 
And there's no, there's 100% no way you can really prepare for something like this. And this is when your classes are not going well. It's just really not clicking for you. Perhaps you don't have many attendees or you just simply don't have the idea of what to teach. You might have years and years and years of experience of doing pottery. But when you get to camp and you look at the amount of resources that you have to, to hand, it might not particularly be something that you're experienced with. Maybe it's a different type of clay or modelling material or the equipment used to mould certain things. Perhaps they don't have the kiln that you're so used to and you, you're just scratching your head. You're thinking, how the hell am I supposed to make a class out of this? And how am I supposed to lead the kids into something that they're going to enjoy and learn something out of. So I think that's a real big, 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 huge, massive, I can't overestimate how big of a thing that can be. I've seen plenty of people turn up to camp and just feel very overwhelmed. And I guess I can kind of throw myself in that myself. But thankfully, in my situation, I had a really good co or co-worker um, I'm not sure if people know that co means co-worker, but yeah, throughout the entirety of uh, this uh, podcast, there's no place like summer camp. When I say co, that's exactly what I mean, your co-worker, because often you'll have one specialty, say, in, in my instance, we did camp outs, but you'd have two specialists that were running it. And yeah, I had a really brilliant co that was he was new to camp as well, but he was really able to run with it, whereas I was a bit like, whoa, 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 what are we doing here again? So you just have to, it's part of the process of uh, like getting to grips with summer camp is to be able to sit there, scratch your head and go, uh, what am I doing here? What the hell is all this in front of me? And how am I supposed to make a really good camp out of it? Because... There is a lot of pressure on you and one of the things at least at my camp I realised was it was really tricky to be able to go, whoa, okay, I have all of this responsibility and you're kind of let loose on how you want to do it yourself. So the camp may say, oh yeah, it'll be a brilliant thing to learn, get, teach the kids pottery, but they'll literally give you the whole reins and they'll say, right, what do you want? What materials do you need? What are we lacking at the moment? And it will be up to you to determine what you want to get out of it at the end of it. Do you want to be able to show them, oh, here's a mug that you're able to make, or here's a vase. The, literally the whole world is your oyster, especially um, when you have like certain time constraints, such as they're only able to see you for an hour a day, five days a week. So it can be really stressful and it does expose you to a lot of new challenges but I think in turn it also makes you grow as a person as well because you are really dropped in the deep end you've got the position now and you just have to run with it and see what you can do with it but I can see that many many people have struggled with this um, there, there are loads of people that have been in this situation as well. So if you do find yourself in these situations where you're really pulling your hair out, you're struggling, you don't know what you've signed up for, you think it's kind of a mistake that you're here entirely, despite the fact that you've really looked forward to coming over here, you love working with the other people, but when it comes to your certain specialty, you're really struggling. What I'd suggest is the best thing you can do is to turn to people that have been there for the past years, 
especially if they're not in particularly leadership type of positions, because as soon as you escalate it to leadership, I think it kind of makes it a lot more serious because then they're going to be scratching their heads about, oh, are you really the type of person that, not really the type of person that you we need at camp, but they're going to make a, a lot of bigger of a deal. So I'll turn straight away to the peers that have been there, um, perhaps the friends you've made, in your early weeks of camp and just go, uh, I'm really struggling with this specialty. What was it like the previous years? Are there any recommendations you can make? Have you got any experience with this? Do you know anyone at camp that would be able to point me in the right direction? And they might be able to point you into a leadership kind of position where they'll be like, uh, I know that this person's really good with pottery. Uh, it might be worth speaking with them and see how they've done it in the previous years kind of thing. So I think that's something that's really a common issue at camp and nothing can really, you can't really prepare for this situation because at times it's just when you don't click with the particular role. You might look at other specialties and other areas of camp and you're like, oh, I'd love to do that instead. But the earlier that you nip it in the bud and the earlier that it's addressed, the better. You really don't want to leave it to the last day of camp when campers are just about to arrive and you still have no idea what's going on. So Again, the best thing that you can do is ask for help. Just before I begin the next one, we have got, I think, about three more, three more ones, three more ones. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I think we've got three more times that you'll be sick of camp. So just before we start that, I just want to make a quick mention for um, future upcoming podcast episodes i think it would be a great idea if you guys would be able to recommend anyone that you think would be a fantastic little addition to the podcast um if you perhaps think they should be interviewed or questioned hit me up um i have got a couple of people in the works um i'd like to talk to who have particularly worked on summer camp books in the past because it is a small niche in the book industry Um, So it'd be really interesting to see like how they found camp compared to the stories and the advice that I give. Because again, all of the content in There's No Place Like Summer Camp is just my opinion on how best to run with it. Because summer camp is, at least in my opinion, it was for me the time of my life. And as stereotypical and cliche as it sounds... I kind of want to make that same feeling for everyone. It's only once you really return back to camp that you feel like, whoa, okay, I need to do that again. And you do really need to do that. So um, I particularly, I'm looking at other people that have been there, done that, got the t-shirt. But if you think you can recommend anyone, yeah, sure. Hit me up and I'll uh, see what I can do. You can contact me at there's no place like summercamp.com. You can also tweet me at Andrew W09 and I'll see what I can do. Again, There's No Place Like Summer Camp is a book and I'm really excited to uh, release it later this year in 2020. So keep your eyes out for that. Moving on with the rest of our list of times that you'll be sick of camp. There will be times of camp when you are bored. You are so bored out of your skin. Especially for the longer camps, at least in my case, it was around two, three months long. There can be camps that are longer than that, but it's particular for which type of position you're doing and how repetitive it can be. 
And especially when you pass that halfway stage through your camp, you'll find that things start to repeat, especially if it's a new batch of kids. You'll be saying the same old thing to to just different faces. And you can kind of sometimes, there'll be times, not all the time, there'll be times when you get bored and you just think, meh, today wasn't so good. And you might go on a little bit of a streak of, meh, today wasn't that good. But you have to remember, at least in my position, you do get the down days with the quieter days. But if you just have a bit of a bigger picture of what you're actually within, the people that are surrounding you, make some bonds with some new people because you're going to be seeing lots of new faces, lots of new cultures. And um, as long as you're doing that nine to five kind of job, which I guess this position shouldn't really be called a nine to five because it's not. But if you're just ticking the boxes of getting by one day and then in the evening having that small amount of time to yourself to bond with some uh, fellow staff members, perhaps, I think you'll get you'll get through it. But it's not particularly a massive issue, not at least when I went to the summer camp. But I think there are times where you you dip your head slightly and you start to think, uh, what am I doing here? It's starting to get a bit boring now. But if you just see the light at the end of the tunnel, especially for um, your travels and perhaps uh, seeing people from back home, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna love it there. I'm telling you, it's really, really good. And um, that you have to remember that in a standard nine to five back at home you're going to be a lot more bored than in a standard nine to five at a summer camp so you have to put it into perspective and just see that brighter times are ahead so you can often miss people from home which is a totally normal thing and especially at camps where they struggle to get cell phone service it can be particularly uh, hard to stay in contact with people from home but um I guess this is something that's very subjective. People go through it different ways. Um, if you are ab- if you are able to get to like a Wi-Fi hotspot, hot uh, that'd be fantastic to just make you remember who's waiting for you back at home and maybe take a couple of photos just before you uh, shoot over to America as well. Because looking through photos is something that I'm particularly bad of, bad at doing, I guess. Um, but if you just have a little flick through the photos, you'll be able to like have happy uh, look forward to seeing them again moments rather than being stuck inside your head and thinking, oh, what about if this has happened, this has happened and you just want to tell them all these stories. You can look forward to it rather than like kind of dread being where you currently are. Um, people go through a bit of a roller coaster of emotions when it comes to this sort of thing, especially missing people from home. And you have to remember that it is a totally normal thing. But you're going to have to remember also that your family are going to be so proud of you that you've gone out there and you're going to have all these stories to tell and experiences. And you're going to come back like a totally new person transformed by like a time of their lives. And they're going to look at you and think, wow, like, because that they you have to remember your parents, your grandparents, your kids or your siblings, they're all going to have these moments in their lives and you're just having yours. So you have to really go with it and literally live it out to the max. Live every moment as much as you can. And missing home is just going to be a small part of a really big picture that you're just going to 
have really, really good memories of. Okay, so we're moving on to the last time that you'll be sick of camp. I'm going to say it here. This last one hit me like a bullet train. It was the full-on tiredness that doesn't compare to anything else that you'll ever do in the world. Because, holy moly, I was so tired working at camp. Because working in a summer camp, a specialist, a counsellor, a leadership-type position, there's nothing that compares to doing a long shift day in, day out at a summer camp. Each camp is obviously different. They all have their own different ways of working. But at my summer camp, we had seven days a week, full of kids, different activities each of the days. And the only times off you'd get is uh, if you weren't on duty for the evening. So you might have an occasional evening where you have a couple of hours to spend in the staff lounge. And this staff lounge was literally a place to go and sit down and watch TV. You couldn't really do much more than that. And the days would really start from about 7am till about 1am. You literally only get about six hours to yourself to sleep, pretty much. And I literally made the most of that as much as I could because I wanted to stay awake for every single moment that would happen at summer camp. And I wanted to be there for the funny moments and be there for the sneaky movie nights, um, the movie nights in the TV rooms and stuff like that. So you really need to... I found it really good to be tired because it showed to me that I was living the most I possibly could out of every moment at summer camp. And at my camp, it was the first time that I really spent the time to actually have power naps. Before I had gone to a summer camp, um, I had never really had any sort of nap whatsoever. I always found it a bit of a waste of time, but when you're at a summer camp... The hours really do creep up on you and having six hours sleep every day for about two and a half months, there's going to be times where you literally are crashing out and uh, you just need to rest your head. So I really kind uh, I kind of got a kick out of being tired in a way because I was a night owl. So when the curfew would kick in at 12 o'clock, I believe it was. I wanted to stay up that extra hour just to chat with my roommates and see how everyone's gone, all their days are going, what the latest gossip was around camp and all that sort of stuff. So I really stayed up where I didn't particularly perhaps needed to, but I loved doing so because it meant that I had these bonds and friendships that went the extra mile than perhaps some other people would when they would just say oh I'm going to bed at like nine o'clock um after their tiresome days but yeah working in a summer camp has its pros and cons and no one's pretending that this is just going to be a swim in the park 
But I have to say that the cons that I experienced were so minimal. And when I'm saying that the tiredness was the biggest factor, I had to really put it to the back of my head because I had to see what was in front of me and how special of a place my summer camp and doing Camp America was. It was unbelievable and I cannot recommend doing it enough. So if you're listening to this podcast thinking, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to cope with missing home and not having any sleep and the drama and I don't want to, I don't want to get in people's way and stuff and I don't want to be the new person. You really do have to remember what a special place Camp America is and the memories that you're going to be taking away from it. Really, really don't put these to the forefront of your mind and let it put you off and procrastinate and just be one of those other people that never goes through with anything. Because I know so many people that just say, oh, I wish I did that. Or, oh, I would have done that, but I didn't have enough money. Or, oh, I'd love to have done that, but yeah, I did. I did. I bought a PlayStation instead, blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on and on. People can be very scared of doing things. And I, 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 when I first applied to do Camp America, I thought to myself, holy hell, I've got three months ahead of me where my university degree ends, all of my exams end, and I've got nothing ahead of me besides apply for jobs. And it just so happened to twig in the back of my mind that, oh my God, I could do Camp America this year. And I applied. I literally went through with it full steam ahead because I didn't want to be one of those people that was lying on my deathbed and thinking, what could have been? And comparing myself to someone else, which I guess in this modern day society is a really big bad thing. But I didn't want to be on the bad end of that. I didn't want to be the person that was comparing their life to someone else and being like, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. I wanted to be the person lying on their deathbed and go, Wow, that was amazing. What an experience I've had. Bring it on, kind of thing. So please don't let any of these negative things about summer camp put you off. But I needed to make this episode to show that summer camp isn't just the butterflies and unicorns all prouncing through the the clouds kind of thing. It can be like that. There's plenty, plenty of moments. And especially if you're going to be reading my book, you'll see those moments where it's just like, oh my God, he's like transformed kind of thing. And that goes for counsellors and uh, campers, actually. It's a, it's a real two-way street because summer camp is such a special place for so many people. And if you're just a tiny slither of that story, oh my God, you're going to you're gonna love it and yeah that's why I'm making a fucking podcast about it because I think too many people are procrastinators and they expect things that are going to come to them and when it comes to actually putting your neck out on the line and saying okay I'm doing this for me I don't think that happens too often these days so I highly highly recommend doing your research figuring out if summer camps are the right thing for you taking into account these negative things, because, um, as I say, it is not all rainbows, but I can tell you for 99.99999% of the time, I look back on summer camp and I think, wow, thank God I done that. Okay, so that brings us to an end of another episode of There's No Place Like Summer Camp. 
I hope you enjoy this one. Um, If you are listening on a podcast platform of choice, please subscribe. We uh, release new episodes each Tuesday. Uh, The next episode is going to be the perks of returning to your summer camp. So what perks do actually come by returning to your summer camp for a second year? And... I guess that's pretty much it. One thing I really would like to plug once again is please recommend anyone that you would think would be a really good uh, guest on this podcast. You can uh, go to there's no place like summercamp.com for all the contact information. My Twitter is at Andrew W09. I'm going to see you next Tuesday. Bye, Felicia.